Alright. I think... We are just about ready. I do think... Let's see here. So I actually switched chat, but it looks like this one stayed alive, which is actually nicer. Let me just close this one. Let's go with the first one I got. thought the YouTube chat would close automatically because I s basically uh, closed the window that it came from. Uh, but it looks like it's there. So how's it going to uh, Dave Odessa and Beta Graph in the YouTube chat? And let me shuffle a couple of windows around here and then we are actually ready to get this show on the road. So make sure I can see all the chats here. All right. How's it going, uh, C. Grover? And also uh, to Liz, happy Friday as well. Should be good there. And I don't think this is not making sound or anything, so we should be fine there. Uh, Larry Coates, hello from Boston. Thanks for joining us from Boston today. Charles Berniford, how's the weather? Uh, it's pretty nice today. It's nice and sunny. It's a little bit chilly, I think, or it was this morning, which was the last time I was outside. Um, but it's definitely nice and sunny. Clear skies and everything, so... Yeah, thanks. Um, how about you, Charles? You got pretty good weather there today? Uh, Marcus W., hello. Uh, Mark Olson, hello. Mark Gambler, uh, Deshipu, hello to everyone joining. Uh, let's do a quick introduction first. So, hello to everyone who's watching. My name is Tim, and I go by Foamy Guy on the... Uh, GitHub and Discord, um, and the chat which is showing on the screen uh, down in the bottom corner is on the Discord, which is at the Adafruit Discord, uh, which I think is linked down there, right? Yeah, I still have the Adafruit Discord URL down there on the screen as well, so head over there if you want to chat or ask questions or interact during the stream. Uh, we also have the YouTube chat on the screen there as well, so I'll try to keep an eye on that one. Um, I will say we are streaming on Twitch and a couple other platforms as well, but I am not quite to the point where I can pay attention to all of them and keep going. So uh, Discord and YouTube, I have the chats up, but uh, Twitch and all the other ones I don't. So if you do want to uh, participate or get my attention or ask any questions or anything, the Discord or the YouTube are the two places to do that, not on Twitch or anywhere else for the stream. Had a few short rain showers, I see. New Orleans says hi. David Snowdy, uh, how's it going to New Orleans? Marcus W. Um, all right. So, uh, again, yeah, my name is Tim. Go by Foamy Guy on those platforms. And uh, this is the deep dive stream. So, we will be working on CircuitPython. Um, I imagine most folks watching this are probably familiar with CircuitPython, but just in case anybody new is catching the replay or anything, CircuitPython is a version of Python that runs on these tiny computers called microcontrollers. I have uh, one of them here called the PyPortal Titano. This one happens to have a nice big screen on the front of it with a touch overlay. Um, so today I'll be working on some modules for drawing shapes. Um, on the displays of CircuitPython devices, but the project itself can be used for lots and lots of other things. 
some of the devices have screens. Um, some of them just have IO pins and LEDs and all of the things like this. Um, and so we're writing Python code that runs on these devices to interact with the other uh, electronic hardware that is hooked up. Um, and it is an open source project. So if you think this sounds interesting and you would like to join us in the development of CircuitPython, uh, again, head over to the Discord. All of the development does take place out in the open on GitHub and we all collaborate in the Discord. Uh, in the CircuitPython dev channel. So if you're interested in getting involved, um, you can head over there. This website here, circuitpython.org, is where you can go if you want more information or if you're brand new to all of this. Um, and I will mention CircuitPython is an open source project. Um, so anybody can contribute, but it is primarily funded by this company, um, Adafruit. This is their website, adafruit.com. So they are paying the folks that work on CircuitPython full-time. They're paying folks like me who are working on CircuitPython part-time um, to work on the code and to stream and things like this. So if you want to help support the project but not necessarily get involved in development, another way that you can do that is by going to adafruit.com and purchasing hardware from them. They sell the microcontrollers as well as all sorts of sensors and lights and buzzers and beepers and uh, pretty much anything you could imagine that you would want to hook up to one of these microcontrollers. So uh, on behalf of everyone else who works on the project and myself as well, thank you if you do um, consider purchasing hardware from them. And let me catch up on the chat. So let's see here, we're a little ways back. Uh, Regine Mal Malteus? Uh, I may have mispronounced that. I apologize if so, um, but thank you for joining. Joe the Magi, uh, chat is not working. Is it behind? Looks like we're there now. I'll try to keep an eye on it. YouTube bug, most likely. I could believe that for sure. Uh, DFG, DFG, how's it going? Thank you for tuning in. So, uh, what is this? Celioel. This is your first Adafruit Live. Nice, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm gonna save this video for later. Been enjoying the Discord community a lot so far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, lots of great folks over on the Discord. Everybody pick up the Adafruit uh, Pi Portal Titano. Uh, if you would like a microcontroller with a built-in screen and a touch overlay, that's definitely a good one. It's got a nice big color screen uh, on the front of it. It also has a Wi-Fi chip that allows you to access uh, the internet for different stuff. So. Uh, let me start out the timestamps here. I didn't actually take the first one, so let me punch one in. I know YouTube, uh, it really wants to have a zero, zero. Uh, otherwise, it won't actually link everything when it comes time to paste them in. So I'll put the next one and say, introduce today's topic. Uh, so today, what I will be working on is uh, diving into the core to try to add the functionality to vector IO in order to have hidden shapes. Um, so this grows out of something that I noticed last week and made a issue for uh, on the CircuitPython core. So it's probably a little ways back by now, I'm guessing. So in CircuitPython um, and DisplayIO in particular, there are things called groups, which you can add other objects to in order to show them on the screen. 
Groups have a property called hidden, and the idea is that when you set hidden to true on a group, that it will hide all of the objects that are in that group so that they won't get drawn on the screen. Um, so you can use this to create like different pages in your applications, for instance. Um, but it turns out that the vector IO shapes do not actually have support for that hidden functionality. So that is what we are trying to add. There's a video here that shows um, this text right here, hello shapes, and these actual shapes here, the circle and the rectangle, are all in the same group, and the code is calling uh, hidden equals true on it, uh, and back and forth to false and true and false and true every second or so. Um, but the shapes are not hiding. The text is, but the shapes are not. So that's what we are trying to do today, is make it so that these shapes will actually hide as well. Um, let's see here. Let me catch up on the Discord. Depends on the kind. Let's see here. Cupcakes. Uh, Dexter, how's it going? Thanks for joining. Yay for Friday. Definitely agree with this. Anybody want a cupcake? Uh, I'm definitely down for a cupcake. Dealing with a wet cupcake? I, I like a, uh, a relatively moist cupcake, personally. I'm not a dry... Not a dry cupcake person. Cupcake over Ethernet client is broken. Yeah, you wouldn't download a cupcake, would you? I would. I would definitely download a cupcake. Uh, Deshipu, thanks for the sort display I group display I/O groups by Y position to simulate graphic object perspective suggestion the other day. Added one line of code and it worked. Nice. Uh, they were cheap from the grocery store ones. Oops given that was my plan for them. Oh, that's right, Mark showed on Show & Tell the cupcake uh, with, a, um, with a candle and has the robot that puts out the candle. That's right. Worst thing you can do is go somewhere expensive like Switzerland and try some really good pastry there. Yeah, that sounds rough. I have that experience with a few things. Um, you know, one of the things, it's not pastry, but one of the things that I have that experience with, and it, it's probably overblown in my mind, to be honest, at this point, but I had... Um, Back when I was in high school, I went to London, and one of the things I remember from being in London was the melons that they served at the hotel for breakfast, which is such a weird thing. Um, but they they called it a cantaloupe uh, when we were there, and it was I remember it being really yummy, um, and I was a fan of cantaloupe before, but it turns out actually, I guess, that there are different cantaloupes. The cantaloupes that they have over there, the things they call cantaloupes, are different than the things that they call cantaloupes throughout at least the portion of the U.S. that I'm in. Um, the one over there was like not quite as orange and it was just tastier um, than the ones we have here. And I later learned the ones we have here that we call cantaloupes are also called uh, musk melons. Um, but that is one thing where like I had that cantaloupe over there and then ever since I've been like, dang, I wish I wish I could get that stuff over here. I don't know exactly why it's different. It's probably just grown closer to over there, is my guess. I'm not actually sure. Uh, yes, definitely amazing show and tell. I love the the little uh, fire uh, fire extinguishing robot. If folks aren't uh, folks don't know what we're talking about, head back and watch the show and tell from this past Wednesday. Uh, Keith to EE, how's it going? Hope everybody's having a good day. Definitely agree there. Second that notion. Uh, had this cheesecake thing in Vienna. Not like normal cheesecake, and never find anything sense. There's millions of melons. Dang, millions of melons. It's crazy. They taste very different depending on the ripeness too. Yeah, that I definitely find true as well. Different times of year, the melons are way better or worse. Um, 
Sometimes doing a rather pointless project. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, stuff like that's always fun. And you learn stuff too, right? Like even if the project itself is not meant to be fully functional uh, beyond amusement, like you can still learn from making it. Um, you know, someday you might want to make something that has a little articulated arm or someday you might want to make something with a pump that pumps water. Um, and so some of those some of those skills can uh, can come back to be pretty useful in the end, I find, when I when I play with stuff like that that's not, that's more meant to be silly or amusing, but then like a couple, uh, you know, months or years down the line, I actually come up with a need and am able to repurpose some of that knowledge. Okay, so this is uh, the, I will say, um, Deep Dive's return to the core. I think it's been three or four weeks or so now that I've been doing the Deep Dives, and I know, uh, for folks that don't know, I should say, Deep Dive uh, about three or four weeks ago is when I started doing this program. Before that, it was Scott uh, Tanut, the lead developer of CircuitPython. And certainly when Scott does Deep Dives, um, he was spending a lot of more time in the core than I am. I tend to work more at the Python layer. Uh, but today we are diving back into the core. So for folks that have wanted to uh, you know, really get down to the depths of the ocean, um, today is the day we are headed back down. Um, and this is what I'm working on. So uh, one thing I want to do is take into account what Warrior of Wire here says, because Warrior of Wire, uh, I want to say their name is Kenny. I'm not 100% sure, though, truthfully. So I'll just call them Warrior of Wire. This is the person that created Vector.io. They added it to uh, CircuitPython. So like I mentioned before, CircuitPython is an open source project. This person is just a member of the community, and they came along and contributed the code for uh, Vector.io. And so they ask here on the issue, if you start the application with the shapes hidden, do they draw? It might be sufficient to modify this in the get refresh areas method instead. And he means instead of what I suggested, which was uh, shape fill area. It might be necessary, in fact, if memory serves. It would be really nice if this could be supported without adding per shape memory cost. And I assume per shape memory cost, what he's referring to would be the property for hidden. Uh, because the way this works on groups and tile grids is they have a property called hidden and you can set that property to true or false. And then they also actually have a property that's not exposed at the Python layer, at least I don't think so, but it is existing in the C layer, which is hidden by parent. Um, so not only is it hidden, but specifically the reason it's hidden is because it was inside of a group that became hidden. Um, and so that's like two extra properties, and I assume what Warrior of Wire means with the extra memory is adding those two properties to the shapes. Um, but I do not know if we will be able to get away with not having at least one property, um, but we'll find out as we dive in. I wish show and tell wasn't at like 4 a.m. for me. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely U.S. time zone based uh, in the time of day. Be interesting. Maybe um, maybe a couple of times a year or something they could do a different time slot that's better for. EU or folks in Asia, that that might be a good idea. Uh, okay, it's difficult to set a birthday melon on fire. They seem to be self-extinguishing. 
Uh, let's see. Is there such thing as sponsoring features for Adafruit devices? Is there a working group that decides where the dev resources should go? Good question. Um, there is, I would say, I mean, Adafruit as a company uh, decides where the development resources that they pay for go to. Um, so for the folks that are specifically being paid to work on CircuitPython, um, they are focusing on stuff at the direction of Adafruit uh, as a company, and which kind of comes from the top down, uh, Limore, uh, Lady Ada, who runs Adafruit and founded Adafruit. Um, there are other folks on the team like Scott, uh, although he's away right now, uh, and Dan and Jeff Hepler and Katni. Um, all of these folks are part of the, the kind of primary uh, team that works on CircuitPython. Um, and they get together on like a weekly basis to discuss like what the current you know focus is going to be, uh, and then as a larger, uh, broader community of both folks that do get paid to work on it and folks that are just members of the community, um, we also do have a weekly meeting where we talk about what everybody is up to, um, and that is kind of the place where somebody could like suggest a new idea that they would like. Uh, either help working on themselves or would like uh, some of the folks that do work on the project to try to tackle. Um, so you can always present ideas there. Um, but basically the way it works is like I mentioned, um, the, the actual paid work is driven by uh, Adafruit and it tends to be built around like either specific guides or specific new hardware. So like as new hardware comes out, um, there will be lots of development effort around making that hardware work and then making projects that use that hardware, uh, whether it's like new sensors or new microcontrollers or stuff like that. So um, hopefully that answers the question a bit. Um, but in terms of the community, like you could always just uh, join us on the Discord and like suggest anything. Uh, truthfully, it's it's all out in the open there. Um, you know, obviously we, you know, can't promise that anybody is going to want to like stop what they're doing and work on it. It depends what it is. Um, but oftentimes ideas that get dropped in the discord do eventually find their way into CircuitPython. Um, and if you're interested in helping work on it, then, um, definitely head to the discord and folks are more than happy to help get you spun up on development. The weekly meeting is on Discord, that's correct. Yeah, Mondays at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, the weekly meeting takes place on the Adafruit Discord and the CircuitPython dev channel. And then it also gets um, recorded. So we go to the voice channel as well and it gets recorded and then released on YouTube. So you can watch the historical ones as well. Only missed 16 minutes. How's it going, Zarnalyn? Thanks for joining. Um, all right, so let's try this part. I don't actually know. I don't actually know the answer to this. If you start the application with the shapes hidden, do they draw? I don't know for sure. So let's try it. Um, this was the sample code that I wrote last week that illustrates. So let's go back to the device. Um, oh, right. Which one is which? Hopefully we don't reset the timestamper here. Also, uh, let me take a timestamp. Okay. So I think this is already pretty much with, I think this is already pretty much this other file. 
Oh, Let's see. Yeah, identical. Okay, so I'm just going to override code because I already have a backup of what's in there. Alright, and now we have the same test script from the video. So let's modify it to... Let's see, what does that mean, I guess? We just set it to hidden true before we ever add the... Before we ever add the shapes to it? You start the application with the shapes hidden. Yeah, I guess that means hide the group before we add anything to it. So let's do that, and I think, why don't we also just turn this off for now. Whoa. What? Uh, looks like yes. Wait, let me scooch it this way. Oh, no, let's not do that. Yeah. Chips do get drawn even if you hide the group before anything, basically. I created the group and then I immediately hit it. We haven't even created the shapes yet. They get added to a group that is hidden. A label also gets created and added to a group that is hidden. And we do not see the label, but we do see the shapes. Uh, so we've answered that portion of it, yes. They do get drawn if you hide them bef like as it starts, before you ever show anything. Uh, there's also an Adafruit Jobs Board um, where you can help uh, help find there if you want to sponsor future. Yeah, that's a really good point. Thanks uh, for bringing that up, Mark Comus. That's uh, definitely a really good point. There is the Jobs Board, uh, which slipped to my mind, and that is also a place. If like for instance, if you're trying to, um, you know, put put forth money or something like that for a specific feature, if you're trying to sponsor a specific feature to get development time and effort, um, you can do that on the Jobs Board. So you could post something like that there. I'm muted. Oh, is this an April Fool's Day joke? Surely I'm not muted, right? I haven't been muted the whole time. No, I don't think I'm muted. It is April Fool's, though, so maybe we... Maybe we're getting an April Fool's joke. Either that or there could be a problem, I guess, maybe? Seems like a challenge. Oh, but that's to the melon. Yeah, I don't think I'm actually muted. I don't know. I see sound in OBS. Uh, although I'm not... I don't think I have the stream running anywhere, so... I might not know. Uh, let's see. I think you should set the hidden property in the Vector.io constructor before you append it. So I don't think it has a hidden property, though. Um, hidden. True. Yeah. It says uh, extra keyword argument 16. So it doesn't, doesn't have a hidden. Uh, we could... I don't know. Does group? Uh, let's see. Audio is fine on YouTube. Thank you, DFG. I think... I don't know, can you do this, hidden? I don't think you can either. I, hidden true. 
I think that this is a property only and not an argument. Yeah. Doesn't work there either. Line 10 this time, which is where we did that. Uh, it is weird. Usually when there is a property, there will often be an argument as well. So it may, I don't know if it's intentionally that way or if that's just an oversight or something, but um, usually you can do properties that way. Or I mean, usually when there is a property, there will also be an argument. You aren't muted. Coming in loud and clear. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, let's, okay. So how do we tackle this first? So what, let's get back to what Warrior of Wire said which was it might be sufficient to modify this in the get refresh areas method instead. Get refresh areas method. So let's pull up the code for this. Um, I'm just gonna wipe all this stuff out, close all. Let's update, we're on main, let's pull. Merge, yeah. Well, that's updating, we can go open some stuff. So, this was the place where I had guessed that we might want to modify this. Um, and that guess came because in Display.io, Tile Grid, It has this function display.io tile grid fill area. And inside this function, it has this part right here where it says uh, hidden is going to be a Boolean variable that's equal to self.hidden or self.hidden by parent. So if either of these is true, then this will be true. And then this here says if hidden is true, then just return false. Uh, from this function, and that's before anything else happens, which the code after that is where it figures out which pixels um, will need to get drawn, basically. So by returning true, I mean false, by returning false before we ever do any of the stuff with pixels, it makes it so that nothing gets drawn. This, this is my guess, at least, by the way. I should say, like, I kind of have a rough idea of how some of this stuff works, but, like, I didn't write any of it, and I also don't really write or read C code very well, so like I could definitely be wrong. Um, but this is my understanding of it. Um, so, let's see. Local changes were not restored. Hmm. Did we actually pull? Are we on a good up-to-date version? Um, so let's find this one where your wire said, uh, modify this and get refresh areas. So first of all, in vector shape, get refresh areas. Okay. Symbols, a slightly linked list of dirty areas from all components on the display. I should figure out how to turn this on. This is some kind of debug messaging, but I don't know how to get it to print. I assume there would be a way. Oh, I there's a Boolean. I think there's a Boolean somewhere, actually. Maybe I did find this one day.
area copy. And tail. Hmm. Get refresh areas. So does something like that exist over here? Get refresh areas. It does. Oh, and this does have a check for hidden. Hidden is true. If not first draw. Previous area dot next is equal to tail, which got passed to us. Return previous area. Else, just return tail. The first draw was true, then we just return tail. This is all if hidden was true. Else hidden was false, and self.moved is true, and not first draw. This ends up calling bitmap get refresh areas. So I don't know really what this part is doing, truthfully. There is a check for hidden here. Get refresh areas. Gets past self and it gets past tail. And it basically, hidden is true, it ends up returning tail either just direct or setting it into previous area dot next oh well this one's actually returning previous area not i guess tail specifically tail gets set into next but this returns the whole previous area not just next hmm If refresh areas method instead might be necessary, in fact. So let's look at group. Get refresh areas.
So maybe could we just not have hidden on the shapes, but instead inside of group, just make it not ever try to get the pixels or whatever? Get protocol draw members items I. So we're looping through members. Could we not here just say like don't return an area if the group is hidden? Group finish refresh. fill area Hmm. So I don't actually know, I guess, what exactly Warrior of Wire is suggesting. Surprised, actually, that group... Where was I in here before? Fill area? Fill area? Surprised the group fill area, but there's no logic here for hidden. That seems odd to me. Turn true, turns false at the end. Not sure where does this get called from? Only vector shape. Draw fill area. So, does it get called draw fill area instead, inside of here? Yes. 
Okay, so I assume that when this is calling or whatever this is doing, I think this is calling ultimately, but again, like, I don't actually really read C, so you'll have to bear with me a little bit if I am, like, basically talking nonsense about what this does. But my guess here is that draw fill area, when it gets executed from here, assuming it does get executed from here, is basically ending up calling vector shape fill area, which is here, which is where I had initially thought about putting the hidden logic. What if we fill area? I mean, group fill area. We are inside the group, right? Self is a instance of group. Could we not just check for hidden here? And then if hidden is true, like just not do some, any of this stuff? Um, let's get some prints going. Actually, let me figure, okay, first of all, what did I change already? Undo, undo, save. Okay, it's not actually different. Uh, let's try to turn that debug thing on. I think I actually asked Warrior Wire about that at one point. But I don't remember for sure. Debug, vector IO shape debug. How do we turn this on? What? That's not very useful. So this is set to empty basically, but if you swap it to this, then it will actually print. That's my theory. What is this? Oh, circuit, why are we on circuit playground? Oh, you can't move these, oh well. So we want to build for this Pi portal, uh, SAMD, no, Atmel. Be this. Whoops. Make board clean. Whoa. 
So probably we need to do some things to make this environment better. Like, so let's start with this. Let's provide a board. Probably something in my repo is out of date and that made it not build. That's my guess. Whoops. Cascade tunnel? Maybe wrong version of click? What are we up to on click? Eight zero. Hmm. Why are there two? Click eight. Guess we just have click. Eight one two. So this is definitely newer. If anybody has built CircuitPython in the last like week or so and recognizes this issue and knows the solution, please do tell. I think typer from click, not import. Okay, open four days ago. You know, some projects have all of these like boilerplate stuff in the issues. And it's nice in some ways, but it also makes a ton of stuff that's like not, I have to scroll down past a bunch of this, but it's, I guess better because it's there for the maintainers. Install the latest versions of Typer. Do we not have Typer? We have 0.04. Okay, or 0.40. I guess I saw something similar once and was missing a Python library the compiler was calling. Is there like a... Um, hmm, let's go check out. It's always good to check out this. Maybe there's a new step. 
Okay, but we're not... I don't think we're building that right now. Do I need a newer one of these? This is 2019 Q4. These are all of the things that you get to not deal with if you code CircuitPython. Python code, I mean. Oh yeah, this does say 6.1 and later use this, which is definitely, I guess, not what I have. Although, I don't know how to install this. I find Linux difficult to install. There's too many ways to install things, I should say that. Some things you install like with apt, some things you install with go online and download the file and run it, some things you install with like go online and download the file and run some command. I wish there was a more unified way to install things on Linux. Easy to file. It looks like I've downloaded this before though, so why... Did I use it before? Hmm. Unpack it and set the path to that directory. Let me see if I have one unzipped already. Do have one. So it doesn't get installed. This needs to be unzipped. I think. Hmm. This is not. Isn't Bash RC in home folder? Is this where your path is set? Or is this where I added this thing to my path? Yeah. isn't showing hidden files. I swear I've turned this on before.
Oh, that's not duplicate. So it looks like I copied this into my home directory. You see, this is part of the problem I run into is I get stuff loaded and then I don't ever touch it. Like, I never have to touch this. I installed it once when I started and I have no idea how I did it. It was over a year ago. I have no idea what I did. Um, it looks like, though, Ben, it looks like I must have copied it into here. Right, okay, so I just put this whole... Okay, so let's take this. Oh. Put this into here. Grab the name of this. Paste it here. Okay. Now... How do I make that take effect? Okay. All right. Same error. Sorry, also I was not paying attention to the chat. Let me scroll up. Uh, press control R in the terminal, type path to see if you had it in your command history. Try to find those packages as deb first. Yeah, I have found deb. I have, I don't know what it's called, but I can like double click um, to install deb. Is that, Zarnalin, do you know dot space dot bash RC? Is that the same as source? I've noticed, recently that some things I use source, like source space dot bash RC. Um, also like Python environments, I use this for source, I think, right? Or yeah, I think so. Activate? No, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, the question is, do you know if source and like dot space and then a thing is the same thing or are those two different things? Uh, Tekken more man, is that Linux? Yeah, it is. It is, um, it is Pop! OS Linux, yeah. Which, which distro, yeah, Pop! OS is what this is. Although I've added a boatload of things to make it different. Uh, so it's not like stock Pop! OS, but I imagine you're probably familiar with how that goes. Source and dot are the same command. Okay, thank you for the confirmation on that. I, th I was thinking that that was the case, but it uh, I don't actually know. Old school, so I learned dot space. Yeah, they seemed interchangeable. In the, in the different examples where I've seen them used, they seem to do the same thing. And I got to thinking they were interchangeable, but I never was actually sure. I haven't done any, I don't have any like formal training on Linux. And I kind of, I suffer from this thing where I will learn literally exactly just enough to do whatever I'm trying to do right now. And then like not really learn anymore. Um, so a lot of stuff with Linux, I was forced to learn in order to be able to use this computer as a daily driver. 
but like I don't keep up with it, right? I, a lot of the stuff I installed and set up way back when I started, and like since I didn't, since I'm not using those skills of getting it installed and figuring out where stuff's at and knowing how all these things work on a day-to-day -day basis, I, they they escape me. Not important name. So let's um let's also I guess let's see if anybody in the CircuitPython dev has any ideas here. Man bash. I should do that, yeah. Who actually has formal training? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know if there is. I should look into that, honestly. I would like some, like, formal training in just, like, general Linux literacy. I feel very... Don't really know how a lot of stuff works, but I generally can get by by Googling and trying to follow as best as I can. There's a Harvard X course on Linux. I should look into that. Done Linux courses through work, but most of the time they're super high level. Good if you're a beginner, but that's about it. Theoretically should, but I grope for dash help all the time. Linux Foundation does training too. I should look into that one as well. Um, okay, so we'll check back on that in a minute. Um, Cascade Tommel? O three one. O three three. All right, all right. Let's look back at this page. Install the latest version of Typer and click. I think I've done. Eight one two, which is two more as of the time of this writing four days ago, which is interesting. O four O. Okay, this is promising. A lot of this stuff matches. Mine is Pop OS, but it's built, I think, on Ubuntu, or else is very similar to Ubuntu. This is the version of Python I'm using. So, 
so lots of this stuff is matching. I think this will be fixed in 375. And this is closed. Bash is our savior. What is it that you're doing exactly? I wasn't following from the beginning. Please explain. Yeah, for sure. So we are, I mean, specifically right now, I'm trying to build CircuitPython um, with the larger goal today being trying to build CircuitPython so that we can make these shapes that we're drawing on the screen support the ability to be hidden. Um, lots of the other things that we can draw in CircuitPython have the ability to be hidden and shown, but these uh, shapes right now do not. Um, so we're trying to modify the core of CircuitPython to do that. And specifically right now, I try to turn on some debugging print messages, um, but I need to build CircuitPython to get them to take effect. And so we are trying to build CircuitPython. There's an issue with this exact version of uh, click and typer used. See requirements text file for what is required now, but the typer person fixed the problem. So if you upgrade typer, it should be okay. Is 040, thank you to Dan H, by the way. Dan H is one of the other core developers. Dan H has helped me fix broken devices and broken builds and broken things. More time than I could count on any amount of fingers, probably. Dan H is literally a savior if you want to do stuff in CircuitPython, in my opinion. Linux Foundation, probably the first place to look. Uh, okay, let's look in requirements. Oh wow, there's a bunch of them. Ah, okay. So click, we need specifically this. Can you... Do this for something already installed? Yep, looks like it. Ah, it has not failed yet. That looks much better. All right, so let's not start flashing our device just yet, but I'm gonna say it looks like we might have a successful build and indeed we do. So let's do start flashing our device yet. So now we have built CircPython, double click reset to go to bootloader mode. Do it again because we didn't get the timing right. And CP build. Oh, come on. I'm like so lost when I can't tab complete. 
That's not true. I know where it's at. I just want to not type it because I'm lazy. Is it this, I think? Right? Yeah. Okay. So do we have more prints? Indeed, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of prints. Suppose now the question is though, do we actually want all of these prints? Uh, and I think kind of the answer is actually no, truthfully. Uh, because that's gonna scroll so fast, I'm not actually gonna be able to see stuff happen so let's put this back and let's instead just use printing i do notice here's the print statement though which i don't have committed to memory so that's helpful because i usually copy it from an old branch that i worked on um but let's go here and let's go this inside group fill area. I don't know how the new lines work with this. I think you have to supply your own new line, but I don't know if you're supposed to do it at the beginning or the end or both. Sometimes I get weird results when I do or don't. I haven't actually done it enough to know the actual, like, real rule. Okay, we did something wrong. Oh. Hmm, still did something wrong. Oh, I didn't save it. I have autosave turned off because I use PyCharm on CircuitPython devices and it runs when you save. So I have autosave off and I'm getting back in the habit of control Sing. Uh, cool stuff. I work at a company that's made a new processor, and I worked in on Indian language fonts. Great stuff. I'll stick with the stream. Nice. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's see. PopOS is on Ubuntu 2104 at the moment. Yep. I think that's true, although I will say I think that I'm still on 20-something. I did not actually do the update to go to the newest one. It reminds me every day, and I, uh... Decline it every day because I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to break a bunch of my stuff and I don't want to spend like an entire day or half a day floundering around trying to fix everything. Uh, so instead I ignore it and hope the old version keeps working for a little while longer. I think what I'm going to end up doing actually is buying a new, uh, a new desktop. This is a laptop that came from System76 and I like it for the most part, the hardware especially, so I think I'm actually going to end up buying a desktop from System76, and then on that one, I think I might actually just get Ubuntu loaded from the factory instead of PopOS. Uh, PopOS seems pretty cool, but I had to do so much customization. I really want more stuff to just be how I want it out of the box. I don't know if Ubuntu is actually going to have that, so like maybe I try Ubuntu and still have to customize a bunch of stuff. And maybe one day I switch back, uh, but I'm like fingers crossed, hoping that like more stuff that I just want to work will exist already. 
um, so like the I want a bar, a start bar like thing like this, where I can look at all the programs that are open and I can have hot hot shortcuts pinned. Uh, I want to be able to control my volume from inside this thing, which I don't feel like is too much to ask for. Um, but like both of those, I had to install some kind of plugin or something, and the audio one gets messed up every now and then. Doesn't let me actually change. So we are getting our prints here. So can I print instead like the value of self, self, no, self. And we don't use a dot, we use this thing, right? Hidden, can I print this? Can I just add like this? I don't, I probably can't do this and see, can I? I don't actually know. Maybe we can. Seems like it's alright. Uh, whoops. Accidentally paused the scrolling here. Let's see. Looked at Dan H tips for Python GitHub. Very handy. If C code, it can be either new line at the end or new line at the end. Uh, at the end or the end. At the beginning or the end. 20.04 is LTS. Probably not. Nope on the bar, nope on the volume, choose a different desktop. That's a bummer. Does, uh, do you have a recommendation by chance? If you use Linux a fair amount or if you know of one that has that stuff, I'm all ears. Because I do, like, I would love to not micromanage all of that stuff. I would love for that stuff to just work out of the box, ideally, or not. If not out of the box, then, like, with the least amount of me setting stuff up as possible. Um, Cause it's kind of, it's like stuff I just take for granted with my computer and I don't want to like work on it basically. I don't want to have to spend that much time on it. Oh, that's weird. Uh. Do booleans not print, or...? Huh. So we were spamming. Oops. Why were we... Why do we not get inside fill area? Why do we not get anything else printed? I'm jaded, I use KDE and Neon. Instant care. Invalid operands to binary. Hmm. I think I cannot just plus these things together like this. Let's start with just one of these.
Boolean. How do I print a Boolean? if we could do a number higher than four this is like the number of cores it uses is that right neon kde Oh, okay, it's printing, but it's not actually printing anything. Oh wait, no, it's not. It's not printing. This one is making an empty line, but we're just not seeing this one happen. That's weird. Why would we not see that one? Whoa. Eon KDE. Okay, has a start bar. I do like my start bar on the top, but I guess that's probably changeable. Looks like it has applications pinned on it, so that's a good start. I see a volume thing here. I guess part of my problem with the volume thing is I have different like outputs. Sometimes I want volume to come out of headphones that are plugged in. Sometimes I want, whoa, volume. How did I even do that? Oh, I really hope this does not shut down in 60 seconds. I, I don't know what I just pressed. Um, anyway, what I was saying though is that it, uh, really I guess what I want up here is the ability to switch outputs, like switch between the HDMI versus the three and a half millimeter that's plugged into my microphone versus sometimes I use Bluetooth headsets, um, and I want to be able to easily switch between them. Weird. Why is the spacing different? Hmm. Um, hmm. You can do that with sound, nice. Pretty sure printf is going, we want you to use a format string specification. And I think double quotes plus curly braces zero one 
in apprentice space or whatever the next ASCII character is. J is the number of jobs to run. I noticed that CircuitPythons make sometimes broken with parallel jobs. Oh, interesting. Place had pretty good luck with it. I only learned it like two weeks ago, though, honestly. You can't do that with sound. Okay. That's a good step. Maybe I'll give that one a try. It's going to want me to use a format string specification. Hmm. So we give it one of these numbers. Like a replacement thing. I see. Throw it in a VM to try it? Oh, that's a good idea. Then I don't have to, like, get it all set up for real. can kind of just play around for a bit and see. That's a good idea. Or maybe they have a, uh, like, live boot or whatever. Maybe I can, like, live boot it without installing it. Aha! What is our code right now? Weird. Why would these be changing? Eventually they stopped. Oh. When I control seed. No, before I control seed. No, when I control seed. Okay. Why would that be going back and forth? I guess, um, are there two groups? Maybe this is for two different groups. So I created main group and I showed it. Uh, label, label extends group, label extends group. Turn this off. Oops, in this. 
and the label is not hidden, but the main group is. I don't know. If I stop pressing anything, it stops scrolling. If I press Control C, it scrolls a bunch of times, but it doesn't give me a REPL. If I try to type, it also scrolls. It still doesn't give me a REPL. Am I in the REPL? Control D doesn't seem to do anything. Oh, that time it looked like Control D did. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the problem. The label was the zeros. The one was the main group, and the main group has hidden to true. So true is one, false is zero. So we can access self-hidden here. And if I change this code, let's just make sure I actually understand this. If we don't put this to true, then all of those things will print zeros instead. I don't know what it's doing with the control C's and stuff. Yeah, we got zeros instead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, hmm. Could we just not do all of this entire for loop if the group was hidden? That sounds dangerous, but let's give it a try. How do I write if statements? Some if statements are like this. Hashtag if. But some if statements are like this. More like Java. Anybody know what that's all about? I imagine probably lots of people know what that's all about. I don't though. Uh, they all do, they do have live also. Nice. I'll take that a try. Have a look at Deepin OS. D e e p i n o s. I'll check that one out as well. Uh, whoa. Except we want false. I don't know, this feels too easy, right? There's no way this... No way this, like, uh, works and doesn't cause other problems, I think. Probably messes up something with the display. That's my guess. The commands that start with hashtag are a preprocessor commands. They happen at compile time. Okay, so hashtag if, when you compile, this basically gets replaced with the actual value, true or false, whatever this is. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you, by the way. Preprocessor stuff. Got a successful build. Okay, that's half the battle. And we're currently hidden or not hidden? Forgot which one I say. Oh, uh, must have been hidden true. It's the last one I saved because we got ones. Too, too fast. Oh. We have no shapes. 
That's fancy. Um, let me turn off the prints. Let's do one more build like this. Uh, and then with this build, I'll go back to setting hidden, true, and false. See if our shapes appear and disappear. C does not care about indents. No, no. Oh, I might have been wrong about the way it uh, plugs stuff in. Didn't realize it was a compile time flag. I've used it to define logging levels for print statements, if debugging kinds of things. Hashtag if something end if only gets compiled if something is true. Oh, okay. Everything inside of it. It's not that it basically replaces this with the value. It's that if this value is not true, then just none of this stuff actually makes it in the build. That's what I think that I understand from what you said. Okay. Preprocessor stuff. Interesting. That's an interesting concept. Oh, they're showing. Did we really just solve this? This seems way too easy. I don't trust this at all. We spent way more time trying to get the build environment back to working than we did trying to actually code this. Okay, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work here. So it's not going back and forth. That's printing. So this is correctly alternating. And it does work. It does draw if the group is showing when it gets created and when it gets shown. Sleep for three seconds. Make this true. So it doesn't allow it to change. Interesting. 
Okay. Well, this is kind of good because I didn't. I thought this wouldn't be this easy. Feels like. Feels like we're part of the way there, though, right? Hidden equals false, then do all this stuff. So if hidden equals true, all it does is return false. It's weird that it works initially. Correct, on the hashtag F stuff. C turns all code into one big honking line and then parses it for the compiler white space. And code formatting is for human readability, allegedly. Can also serve for confusion. I'm rusty at C, but I do remember the classes in C compiler design. They teach in the dark with a flashlight. Yikes. Does it need to redraw? Yeah, it's possible. Um, what's weird is I don't get why... I mean, I would think, like, this stuff would basically redraw it, I guess. I don't know for sure, but I kind of assumed that, like, it calling fill area here and fill area here for tile grids and fill area here for group, I kind of thought this was the redrawing. And so I figured if... hidden was equal to false, that it would go inside of here and do these drawing things. What happens when we set hidden on the group. Do we need to like... I mean, surely it does already tell it to refresh or something, right? Like tell it that it's dirty? Set hidden by parent. Hidden. Submitted as Queen Wine. There was a really cool, I don't know the video though. I'm not gonna remember the right person. There was a really cool video on YouTube I watched one day that was about um, obfuscated code and like writing code for the sake of the code looking interesting or cool instead of for the sake of what the program does. Um, it was a really neat 
It was a really neat video. In the video, they basically had like this big old chain where like the first program outputted a program in a different language, and when that one runs, it outputs a program in a different language, and that one runs and it outputs a program in a different language. It was like this whole chain of like 20 languages, and then the last one outputted the original code from the first program. Um, and so like it went, it wrapped around through a bunch of different languages and it was like a program that just printed its own code. I think it was like ASCII art too. Um, I think they talked about this obfuscated code thing in that video. Uh, where does get, I mean, where does set... Hidden occur. Isn't there a set hidden? Yeah. Okay. So if you're setting it to the value that it already is, then just return and don't do anything. After that, set it to the new value. If hidden by parent was true, then just return before we do anything else. If we make it to here, we're looping over the members. We're calling set hidden by parent and telling it the value that we got passed. So if we are calling hidden equals true, then this is going to pass true down to the children. Then continue on to the next iteration. This one is for tile grids, and this one is for groups. Can you... There is not really anything in here, though, that's like, if hidden is false, then tell it it needs to refresh. Or how that happens. Why are some files in the tree yellow slash green? Um, if you mean the tree like this stuff over here, uh, blue, which is what color it appears to me, is modified. Uh, so like this one here is blue, although it's white when I highlight it, but when I take it off, it's blue. If that's the one you mean, I don't know if maybe that's coming through green from the stream. Um, but those are modified, which is what Shipu said, and they're blue specifically, meaning like, if I were to push right now, uh, or make a commit right now specifically, these would be the things that change in that commit. 
and then the yellow ones like this, um, or maybe you were asking about the same ones, maybe yellow-green, because this is like a yellow-green color. That could be. Um, these are git-ignored. So these are in the git-ignored file, and they, therefore, if we change stuff inside of them, they won't, they won't get pushed. Higher up the tree. Okay, yeah, I think it's probably the git-ignore ones. So maybe we need to do something else uh, instead of... Maybe we need to do something in the else branch of that code that we just had. What was it? Get areas or something? Refresh areas? Get refresh areas. Hmm. Maybe we should have the if statement here instead. What was the other one? Areas, draw. Get refresh areas. Hmm. Where's the code I changed? Fill area. Let's try this. Get integration stuff, yeah. That's one of the main reasons I really like PyCharm, is very easy to use integration with Git. I didn't, I've gotten better at like actual command line git, but I'm still not that good. Um, and the interface that's in PyCharm for managing git and choosing like what, what's getting committed and what branch it's going to and all that sort of stuff, merging, especially merging and resolving conflicts, um, they have a really, really nice interface for. Why did this never print? Did I not save it? Maybe I didn't save it.
Would you consider doing a learn guide on setting up PyCharm for CircuitPython? I would definitely, but I do think what Katni says is definitely relevant. Um, there is some stuff uh, in the welcome guide, which is actually stuff that I set up uh, in that guide. And it's I wrote that, that page, and it is like the exact setup that I used. Um, it is, I think it's hidden under one of these, maybe? Yeah, this one. This page has, I'll link this too. This page has my exact um, process, everything that I set up. The like high level recap of it is disable autosave create a local project on your computer and then add CircuitPy as content roots. And what I actually did was add media, add slash media as content root. That way any thumb drive shows up as part of my project, even though it's in a different location than my project. Mm -hmm. This saves it from writing like .idea files on the actual device, which take up space and cause it to reboot, which we don't want. Uh, CircuitPython stubs are super helpful. Install all the libraries you use with PyPy. And then I use TO to connect to the terminal. Um, and all of that stuff makes developing CircuitPython code, CircuitPython projects specifically, much nicer. I will say I'm also doing like C development in PyCharm, which is absolutely not what it is meant for. Uh, but it works, so, and I'm used to it. So it's what I'm using. I tried CLion, which is the PyCharm company IntelliJ they made C Lion as a different IDE that's written for C. Um, but there really wasn't like that much upside over PyCharm. Like it I didn't really find it doing things that PyCharm didn't, so I just kind of switched to uh back to using PyCharm. Okay. I must have not saved that file. Because this time, it did print not hidden, not hidden, not hidden, all the way up until we actually set it to hidden. Yeah. Although, oh shoot, why did I do that? Are you serious? Oh man, I can't believe I just copy pasted. I didn't change the print, so we don't know which one is which. Okay, one more try. That's not true, we'll probably need more than one more try, but one more try right now. The guy needs a refresh on some screenshots. I did get it going. Yeah, definitely leave leave uh, feedback in there. I set up that whole guide. I will say too, though, I don't update my PyCharm very often. So like the screenshots that are in it are from my version of PyCharm, which is like 2020.2. Uh, and I assume there are newer ones by now. I just don't update my PyCharm very much because like I use PyCharm every day for my job. And I have this thing with software where like new software tends to break things. And I don't want to spend part of my day 
fixing PyCharm because I need to use PyCharm to work. Um, so I don't update it very often. In fact, I don't think I've ever updated it on this computer. I Whatever version was out when I loaded up this computer, that's the one I still have. Um, so the screenshots could definitely be out of date. I would believe that for sure. Olaf from the Colorado. Love the factory. Nice. Thanks for tuning in. All right. So now we're loaded here. Wait, what? So interestingly, a bunch of this stuff runs when I press Control C. I find strange, but I guess that the REPL is a maybe the REPL is a group also. Yeah, maybe the REPL is a group also, and whenever I press Control C, it's printing the the three like less than thingies and uh, that's causing it to update, which is causing it to call all of this stuff. I don't actually know if that's the case, but that's kind of what it feels like. Okay, so I did press control D and it does print all of this stuff up until hiding and then it does not print that stuff anymore. So I wonder if we need to return true instead of false? It's almost like... Hmm. It's almost like we set hidden to true, but then nothing told Display.io that the currently showing stuff is out of date. I wonder if we... Um, I wonder if we, like, make something else happen that will cause it to refresh and notice that it's supposed to be hidden. Let's try this. After we hide it, we make a label and append it to the same group. No. So one thing is that does cause it to keep calling this over and over. Although, why did it not keep calling this over and over anyway, actually? Come to think of it, it should have been doing this the whole time, should it not? This shouldn't depend on this.
Interesting. So this makes it... When we do hiding here, it makes it so this doesn't keep getting called. But if we just make a label and append it to the group, then it does keep getting called. Interesting. But it did not cause the display to refresh. If it ain't broken, don't fix it, yeah. I'm very, very much a uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of person. Especially though, I will say especially as it comes to like my computer and the stuff I use to work on day to day. Hmm. What if we, after we call this, what if we said circle dot y plus equals 100. Do we see it move? Interesting. What about one? Okay. So as soon as we make any change to a shape, then it notices that it's hidden and it stops drawing it. And this time it will go away and then when it reappears it'll be down here. Or not. Well, we need to make a change again. We need to make a change again. We need to make a change again, I bet. No. Oh, yes. Didn't wait long enough. Okay. Okay, so we're close. We 
When the group gets hidden, we need to tell the shape that it's a dirty area, or else the group needs to know that it's a dirty area or something. Basically, the when we're setting this to hidden, it's not knowing that it needs to redraw. Therefore, it's just staying how it was, which is showing. If we change something, like the position, the Y position is what I'm changing, but I suspect we could change anything. Then it notices that the thing changed and it knows that it needs to redraw it and it doesn't get drawn because it's hidden. But we need to figure out how or why changing this causes it to know that it's dirty and redraw it. Interesting. So what makes it know that it's dirty? On on dirty? Don't have a set Y. That doesn't do very much. Self dot y equals y. Dirty area. For use by group to know where it needs to redraw on layer removal. Now just always redraw. Shape set dirty. Yeah, we need to call this. But it doesn't feel right that group would be calling this. Does it? It doesn't feel right that group would be calling this. And so far, all the code we've changed is inside group. Full change. Finish refresh. Change equals false. Partial change. Needs refresh. Uh, I think I broke the refresh. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, what if you don't make a change to the shape, but add another shape entirely? So I th think 
that that will not cause it to get redrawn because I was adding a label, which is not a shape to your point, but I do think should do roughly the same thing as if we were adding a shape. Let's try it though, for sure. So after we set hidden to true, circle um, another, another, actually just other. We have more colors? No. Uh, Let's go lower, yeah. Oh, it did work. It looks like it worked at least. But only the circle. No, why would it be only, I th hmm. Why would it be only the circle? Radius, let's do. 10, and then let's do 140. Oh, I can't control C anymore. Turn this back off. I don't know why I can't control C. Gets drawn, gets hidden. Ah, uh, uh, uh. what? Okay, yeah, let's did this build? Did let's install this. Go back to fewer spams for now. Are the size and location, I think I changed them. On the circle, on the other circle, I should say. I think I changed them. I added 100 to the Y and I made the radius smaller. But I was adding the wrong one. So it was like adding the circle that was already added again. I'm surprised it did not make it crash, actually. Or raise an exception, I guess, but. And this didn't save. I think the way that it was spamming. Not save. Why?
I'm able to create backup file. Hmm. I feel like we have messed up our device. Yeah, I can't save. But it... It's still there, and it says it's saved now. If I open it back up, it's still there. But it's not here. Oh, I don't like this. I had this before. PyCharm is lying to me about the code on my device. I don't like that. We might have like corrupted our storage or something. Oh, this is, I don't like this at all. Cat code. Yeah, this is different. Because this says other circle, and this says print showing, and this says circle, and no print anything. So this is like cached somewhere. I don't know. This is like not on my device, but PyCharm thinks it is. Uh, so here I will say is like one of the weird states that PyCharm, I think this is like the second time I've ever gotten into this state. And honestly, I think that it's my storage is probably corrupted. Um, I think my storage is probably corrupted. Copy all of this. Let's go into here. Put all of these things on the computer. Oh, how do I get to the REPL, though?
Okay. So now I think I'm in the REPL, but we are having this be weird because it's still printing this thing. Let's turn this back off also. How do you fix it if that's the case? Uh, if you mean the storage is corrupted, then we get to the REPL and we run the format storage. I think it's how we fix it. That's how I usually fix it, at least. If you keep disconnecting from the CircuitPy drive like that, you'll break the fat file system and get read-write errors until you fix it. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened. Uh, well, I think the way we I think we can fix it from REPL though. I think we'll be able to, or I should say, in the past, every time I have ended up having my drive get corrupted, I have been able to fix it from the REPL. Um, so I assume that we will be the same this time, but maybe not. I also, I also though, I don't usually like if the REPL, I mean, if the storage was, yeah, okay. I was gonna say if the storage is just corrupted, then I should still be able to get to the REPL. Uh, which I wasn't before, but now I am. So I think also I was maybe getting to the REPL before, but the way that was printing was making it seem like it wasn't. Um, because the REPL also has groups that are not hidden, which was making it spam. Watch this just work now. No, okay. I was going to say, watch it just let me save and not be a problem anymore. So, this is how you fix it if you have corrupt storage. You first take a backup of all the files on your device, which I have done already. Very, very important. We're about to delete everything from the device, so make sure you have a backup of everything you care about. In my case, I just copied the entire device here. Libraries, codes, images, everything. Make sure you have a backup of everything important. That is the most important step. It is step one, it is step two, it is step three. Check, double check, triple check. REPL is like a clean format while fat is a file system fixer. Uh, good night, Deshipu. Yeah, I've never tried fixing it from the Linux side. I've always done it through REPL like this. So then you go storage.erase-file-system. And that's a function, so we're going to call it. Then it disconnects, and then it reconnects because it's rebooting, I think. And then when it comes back, everything is all happy again. That's the hope, at least. So now we have empty hello world. Yep, we're good now. So we can save it. We get the new version. Everything's fine. So now I'm going to break to REPL because it, when it's in REPL, it doesn't reboot when the files change. And I'm about to paste a boatload of files. Uh, and I don't want it to reboot for every single file. So I go to the REPL first. And then copy all of this. Oh, that's weird. 
We have two circuit pies instead of one circuit pie one. Interesting. Before I did that, we had a circuit pie one. So now I'm going to paste all this and do this and do this. And then wait. If you back up from a corrupt file system, you might get a corrupt backup. That is definitely true. Uh, is very, very possible. I would guess that that is definitely possible. In this case, though, I think that the... And again, like, I don't really know how file systems work. So, like, there, it's very possible. I just don't know. But I think when I say corrupted, I mean, like, writing doesn't work. I think reading still works fine. Um, it's possible that I am wrong, but I, that's kind of the, the, the symptoms when this happens are that writing doesn't work correctly, but reading does tend to work correctly. So taking the backups, I've never had a problem with my backups after I do the erase storage and I get back to it like this. Um, not saying hundred percent for sure that I never will have a problem one of these days. It's very possible I could. But so far, that has been my experience, is that reading files seems fine, therefore, like, copying a bunch of stuff off um, has always worked fine and has not led to corrupted files for me so far yet. Next time, just unmount CircuitPy, demessage, and find what the device... I'll try that. Um, I'll try to try that, at least. Hopefully the next time you'll be around and I can ask you about this because I'm not sure I remember all those commands. But I am interested to try that if we do end up in that state again. Okay, so where were we? So we're changing this to other circles. So it should be showing the start and then we're hiding it and we're adding another circle at the same time which is smaller and in a different location. The circle is bigger and in a different location. Also, I did this on the palette, but never put it on the shape. So I meant for this other circle to be a different color as well. So now I'm going to do that. So it gets hidden. It adds the other circle at the same time. It waits for two seconds, and then it sets hidden back to false. So what do we see at that point is the question. Uh, and we're in REPL, and REPL doesn't reload, like I said earlier. Okay, so hiding did not... When we added this it did not allow the first circle to refresh. Whereas when we did this, it did. So adding another thing to the group does not cause the existing things to trip 
the dirty region, whatever is causing it to actually know that it needs to get redrawn. Um, I probably will not go too much longer tonight. Um, it has been a little over two hours. Is that right already? Two hours? Dang. Uh, yeah, two hours. Flies by. Um, yeah, I'll probably head out here pretty soon. Deep dive, generally, when Scott was doing it, was usually right around two hours. I think so far I've gone over two hours a little bit each time. And I kind of just, I don't really set an exact time. I kind of just go until I want to get up and stretch and do other stuff, so... Um, that's probably what I'll do, but I'm getting pretty antsy, I think, so we're kind of close to that time of wanting to get up and stretch and do other stuff. Uh, you want to prevent a corrupt file system, dismount CircuitPy every time you do a firmware push. So you're not doing a dirty unmount. Would I dismount CircuitPy before I double press reset? Or do I do that after I double press reset? Time flies when you're on a dive. Yep. That's definitely true. So if I do both of these, then the blue circle will get hidden. The other circle is in the group. And it will draw if I do this. Hypothesis? Question mark? Yes. Thought that would come out more red. Oh, there's not enough digits here. There's only five digits. That's probably why it's not more red, though. Yeah. It's kind of yellowish, but that's more like what I was expecting. Uh, got ahead. It's, it's a gorgeous day here. I'm going to enjoy the sun. Hope everyone has a lovely weekend. Yeah, uh, see you, Keith. Thanks for tuning in. Before the reset. So dismount it before the reset. How do, is that uh, U-mount or something for Linux? Is that this thing? U-mount? U-mount? Or... Mount file systems, or I think there's a button here. Maybe I could press this button here. Unmount? Yeah, it looks like it. Okay, I'll give that a try before uh, loading firmwares in the future. Okay, so I feel like I have made some progress both in like understanding how this works, although it's I still don't have the full picture. Um, this it feels like we're pretty close with this because like it works for the initial setting. Only when we go to try to change it after the fact is it not working. And so it feels like we're pretty close. The fact that it works for both hidden and not hidden when they're initially set as such leads me to think that we're pretty close. You know, it's possible I'm wrong and we're not actually that close, and it will require a bunch more. 
but it it feels like there's a slight tweak somewhere in here that just needs to somehow trip the fact that some regions are dirty after the thing gets set to hidden. And vice versa, when the thing gets set to non-hidden as well. Which, it, again, it feels like we're pretty close. I mean, maybe one thing I'll do is add a display shape or like an on-disk bitmap or something. Are these groups or tile grids? Tile grid. Tile grid. I don't know, does that, that doesn't really tell me anything though if I add one of those. So I suspect it will do the same thing as the label, which is it will hide and show correctly. So it's like specifically with vector IO objects, we need to tell them when they need to refresh because their parent got made hidden. I don't know exactly how to tell them that, but as soon as we can figure out how to tell them that, I think it will begin working how we are expecting. Use file manager to safely unmount. Okay, I'll use file manager and click to unmount. Um, all right, so yeah, I think I'm gonna probably head out here. Um, didn't quite get it working all the way, got it kind of working in a different way than I was expecting. Like when I first sat down to do this, I was thinking more along the lines of what I posted here, which was adding some logic inside of uh, vector shape fill area. And if I'm understanding Warrior of Wire correctly, then I think what I ended up with here is more along the lines of what he suggested, which is like, don't try to change the vector IO shapes to keep track of hidden or not, but instead inside group. Oh, I am in a different function still though. He said get refresh areas. Um, but instead though, rather like inside group, try to just skip doing stuff if the group is hidden. Maybe there would still be benefit in adding another thing to the group, actually. Since we changed the hidden logic here, maybe we should add our, uh, just a tile, really what I want is a tile grid, um, any kind of tile grid, whether it's a display shapes or a non-disk bitmap or anything. We should add something else to the group and see if it hides and shows. Um, but I think that will be for another day. Looking forward to hidden and palette index arguments for 
Vector IO objects. I already have two projects queued for the change, replacing with a bunch of display IO objects. Thanks for the stream. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for watching. And I will say color index is in the latest builds. There is a new build of CircuitPython released today or yesterday. Maybe as beta though, I'm not sure. Uh no. Official. Seven two seven two four. I think color index it either should be in seven two four or it should be in seven three oh beta zero. I don't know for sure which, but the color index thing, the thing that I did in the code here, this one, it should be in one of those two, but I'm not sure which, maybe both. Um, transparency will be cool too, when we can do transparency for the color and then make an outlined shape only without filled in. That's I have another idea in mind for that as well, but that will also be for a different day. So. Um, I will head out now for folks that don't know I do also stream on Saturdays so tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central time which is my time I will be streaming I don't know if I'm gonna work on this or some other stuff um, probably will depend how I feel in the morning um, but that is what is that uh, 20 minutes under 16 hours from right now so 20 minutes ago, we were at the top of the hour, 6 p.m. in my time zone. Uh, 16 hours after that is tomorrow morning when I will be back streaming again. It is on my own channel, though. Uh, here we're on the Adafruit channel. I'll be on Guy Twitch. So if you're interested, you can follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Twitch, and that's where I'll be in the morning. I also post the links in the live broadcast chat, the same one that we're in here. So... Um, you can also just go to that Discord and uh, watch in the morning, and I'll put the links there. So thank you to everybody for watching. Thank you, uh, Liz, uh, C. Grover, Zarnalin. Thank you for all the help on Linux and the suggestions from folks about uh, Linux training and Linux versions, desktop thingies. I appreciate all of you helping me out with this stuff. Um, thank you again to everybody who watched. And uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. So I will see all of you who want to watch tomorrow. Otherwise... Um, I will be back at the same time uh, next week on Friday for another deep dive. So thanks. I will see you then.